How much of your day do you spend doing repetitive tasks? Across all roles in the staffing and recruiting industry, it's an average of 25%. That's over a day per week. Imagine if you could automate those tasks and give yourself that time back. A digital worker built by Liquid Palladium does just that. So if you want to reduce your cost base, increase your capacity to make more placements and grow faster, then contact us at liquidpalladium.com. Next time, ask yourself, could a bot do that? What great ideas are so close within your grasp? Seeing other points of view, anticipating change, considering multiple possible turnouts, acknowledging uncertainty, searching for compromise. We're going to talk about how to get over those limiters of innovation so that you can extract better thinking from yourself and your team. So let's talk about how to win the future. Welcome to the Marketing Rules Podcast from Thinking Circles. With me, your host, James Whitelock. How to get the most from your website is always a discussion point whether it's SEO, advertising, or content to drive ROI. But should we first take a step back and ask what the data is telling us? Joining me this week are Rick and Nicole, the founders of Shazami. Rick and Nicole discuss how recruiters should be making data-driven decisions and how much money is wasted on marketing that doesn't work. Welcome back, everybody, to the Marketing Rules Podcast. And it's my pleasure to be joined by the, uh, the team from Shazami, um how are we doing we got nicole and we got we got rick um who are joining me from the other side of the globe uh by morning their afternoon how are you guys doing fantastic james how are you all good all good it is a pleasure to have you on board um so i'll tell you what for those who aren't familiar with um shazami give us an introduction into shazami first and then we can kind of dive a bit into your kind of both your backgrounds so uh who wants to who wants to kind of take the lead on telling me about shazami I will take the lead on telling you about Shazami. Uh, So very quickly, uh, both Rick and I have been in recruitment website technology now for over 12 years and really had an opportunity to start with a blank sheet of paper and figure out how could we solve all the problems we've seen with recruitment website technology across the globe while working with startups through to some of the world's largest brands and everyone in between. So we, we, took it back to nothing and and scoped it all out and created everything that we knew could fix the things that we know were broken. Um, it needed to be easy enough to edit and update and create job boards and everything you want so I could do it. And that's actually saying something. Um, so it's all drag and drop. And Canva really was the inspiration around, well, why can't recruitment websites be like Canva, drag and drop? And then we just solved all the um support issues by installing uh, chat support. And so we're lucky enough now to have over 280 clients across the globe, multilingual capabilities and people are loving it. So it's um, a breath of fresh air and exciting. Uh, good stuff. Amazing. Uh, so as as you were kind of uh, taking a lead, Nicole, tell us a bit about your kind of um, background in recruitment and how you, um, how you kind of came to Chizami in the first place. Yeah, that's good. So, uh, wow, I've recruited for myself in uh, multiple businesses, but I've never actually been a recruiter. Uh, However, I have been working with recruiters in a marketing uh, perspective and website perspective and advertising perspective for over 12 years, uh, which gave me a real passion for recruitment marketing and 
as as you know, James, we've spoken about this before. You know, if you can get these pieces right, it makes a big difference to a company's success online. And I'm really passionate about helping recruiters be more successful by using their brand. Uh, brilliant, good stuff, amazing. Uh, Rick, give us a kind of a, your potted history, great, if yeah. that's possible. It is uh, absolutely possible. It is a checkered history. So I've done a bit of uh, everything in in my career. I ran a chocolate biscuit factory, ran a housing company, ran a a tech company, a a fintech company before it was known as fintech. But uh, where the journey started was in around 2006, I started a startup called JobX. It was um, a job board to compete with one of the largest successful job boards in the world called Seek, and they own lots of other job boards around the world. Um, and uh, both Nicole and I were pretty much starting at the same time Nicole was for a company called Jobs, 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 and I was running JobX, and um, we were going head, head to head, and hence you know, we've known each other for a long time, um, and that was a bit of fun. It was fierce, but then the GFC hit in 2008, and recruiters just disappeared. They didn't want to spend a cent on advertising because you know there was no no jobs. Um, so we used the technology back then to start what was really the first version of what we've got today, which was you know a, a, a recruitment website platform. And we evolved that over the years into you know the first um, first responsive platform, then first mobile app platform. And we had you know, a lot of success, but technology was always, you know, fallen behind the rest of the industries out there, you know, not, not HR tech, but, you know, e-commerce sites and other sites. So, you know, it certainly was very frustrating that I could never do anything that I can do today. And that's, again, supporting what Nicole said. Our mission here was that Nicole and I, not techies, we should be able to do exactly what we want to do if we were running a recruitment business. And that's essentially what we've achieved. Uh, cheers. Thank you for that, uh, Rick. Uh, that's, I didn't realize you'd, uh, you'd run a, a biscuit factory at some point in the past. <laughs> <laughs> Lots of fun. Chocolate. Biscuits. Um, but, you know, let's, let, we're going to talk a little bit today around kind of uh, data-driven marketing and how to make the most of that. So, um, you guys obviously have kind of built a platform that uh, that can support this. So why don't you kind of give me a bit of a kind of uh, set the scene for me around how kind of marketers should be using data to make kind of uh, to make decisions when it comes to their 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 website, their marketing, you know, what what tools they should be considering, what the data points they should be considering. Uh, maybe, Nicole, this is a question for you. Yeah, so I'll do the intro and I'll I'll pass over to Rick to talk about the um the opportunities from from a tech perspective. Uh, so, like anything, as we know in this world, a lot of people are spending money on a lot of different types of advertising and marketing and job boards and paid advertising. And unfortunately, you know, most times people don't know what's working for their brand. They're just throwing money at these things, hoping that it sticks and guessing that maybe they're getting something from it. But as we know, um, wasting money is not a great thing to be doing. And you want to make sure that your brand is appearing in the places that are going to get your quality applications. So really the ability to track, to understand where are your uh, job seekers that are applying for jobs coming from and 
reinvesting the money in the places that aren't working for you. And that can be, we've got a few clients that are very sophisticated in how they're tracking all their data points. And they know now what job boards are actually returning the best application and quality rate over the ones that aren't. And then they can decide to choose to funnel money where it's working. And, you know, is it PPC or pay-per-click advertising on Google or YouTube or Facebook, what works for your brand? And as, as we know, James, different platforms work differently for different agencies and different industry sectors, you know, TikTok, for instance, you know, you need to try to analyze and try everything to get a, see what's giving you quality results. So um, I'll hand over to Rick. You can talk about, you know, the, the setting up and the structuring and the opportunities to track and manage data. Yeah. So th thanks to God. That's great. I just wanted to add something to it. And, and this is probably fundamental to, to the platform that we've developed. We, we've obviously, as you know, we've been doing this for 12 years and the biggest issue in the past was that recruiters or marketers could not move fast enough with their technology and their, their, their platform to, to do campaigns and to really, you know, uh, get things up and running very quickly. So what we've seen now, and this is not because we're driving it, it's because our clients are driving it. They're becoming a lot more innovative in what they do. So we'll, we probably don't know half the things or probably 70% of things that our clients now do because they're all doing it themselves because it's so easy. So you'll hop on a client site and all of a sudden you'll see after they've created all of these campaigns for their clients and they've thrown video, they've thrown pop-ups, they've thrown um, quizzes on there. They've done things that we could never have imagined that our clients would actually come up with. And that's probably part of this, this whole discussion around data and content and analytics because they can now do things they've never been able to do before. So they can actually use that to then socially market their brand to a degree that you know is done outside the recruitment industry really well but in the recruitment industry has never really been able to be done because of the complexities and the and the uh, antiquated technology so we've seen some amazing things happening and on top of that we we've sort of perfected the tracking of those campaigns so for for those who don't know about utm codes utm are the tracking codes for when you do campaigns and there's actually five different codes so you can really slice and dice um, based on different campaigns different sources different uh, banners pages etc and we track all of that all the way from the first click right to the last click of that session so that you can actually really become innovative in how you attract people you don't no longer need to attract them to an actual job because you're tracking them whether they come to a landing page or a pop-up or a quiz or a poll. You can still track it all the way through to an application, and that's obviously key in measuring what works and what doesn't work. So we've, we feel like we've put a bit of fun into marketers to actually explore their brand, which they've never been able to do before. Shazami is the latest and best enterprise-grade recruitment website technology globally and is fully integrated into your ATS. There are no locking contracts, as we believe constantly high service levels and cutting-edge, easy-to-use technology should make you never want to leave. Recruitment website success equals Shazami. Visit shazami.com for more information. Hey, 
I mean, that, that all kind of makes sense, right? And um, it's stuff that marketers should have been doing for a long time. I've got a couple of questions kind of uh, around that. One is um, how how would you encourage kind of uh, marketers and maybe businesses without kind of marketers and encourage them to continue kind of measuring stuff? Because what ha- tends to happen is uh, a business gets very enthusiastic about all this right at the start, uh, about what they can and can't, can't measure. And then over time, they kind of just lose the impetus to continue kind of looking at these stats. And then um, they realize they haven't looked at them in, in, in a year and they go and you go to them. Oh, how well is your website doing? I don't know. I haven't looked at it in, in, uh, in, in, in a year. So how do you kind of keep that momentum going? Yeah. I'll go for that one. <laughs> looks like there's a bit of that. Uh, so look, what we, what we, absolutely encourages the concept of a marketing dashboard. Now, um, everything should flow automatically into into an analytics marketing dashboard so that one, you, you automatically get a report sent to you every week so that you don't ignore the, the stats and that you don't rely on someone to collate it manually. So one of the, the things that we have seen people that actually invest in creating a marketing dashboard are much more informed as to what's working and what's not. And they don't need to put a great deal of effort into it because it's all happening in the background. All of their social is coming together. All of the Google analytics is coming together. All of the paid and social is all coming together into one dashboard. So that is what we certainly encourage people to do. And the, the companies that we see doing that well um, are reaping the rewards because they don't need to have someone collating you know, data every week for hours and hours and hours and knowing that it possibly won't get looked at. I was also going to add to that, um, you know, it's baby steps like this. And I think this is the thing that people need to come back to and remember your brand online now is all you have really in a digital space that reflects who you are and what you do. So it is worth investing, whether it's an hour a week, an hour a fortnight, just to jump in and look at that data. And a really good example was sitting with a client the other day, um, a small client, but highly competitive in their space. And they're wondering why, you know, they've been with another website provider for a very long time. They're not ranking very much at all for anything that they should be ranking for. And they were quite shocked when I sat down and took them through an SEO report and just showed them what they were appearing for and what their competitors were appearing for and gave them some strategies and some tips and tricks on how they could really hijack some of that traffic for themselves. And it was really, you know, just by looking at that data and having a looking a look at your competitors, what you can pick up that's going to help your brand be more successful. So people should dedicate at least an hour a fortnight to look at look after their brand. Mm-hmm. Uh, yeah, that's a great tip. Um, the next one is the one we, I suppose you might get asked all the time, and I know we do. Is you know what actually should you be measuring from your kind of perspective around the kind of uh, you know with regard to kind of your platform? You know what are the data points that make sense? What are data points that you know that are uh, that are keys to return on investment? That are keys to engagement? What what would you suggest that people be kind of looking at? What are these data points? So I'll start and then let Rick add his piece. So for me. The fundamentals are, 
For starters, from an SEO perspective, are you showing up for the keywords you want to be found for? Like that's really important. And if you're not, you need to create content that is going to help people find you if that's what you do because they're looking for you and the search engines want to send them there if it makes sense to do so. But if you haven't got it set up right in the beginning, you're missing that opportunity. So definitely, you know, understanding what you want to be found for is so important and a lot of people miss that. Um, The other is, of course, if you're spending a lot of money on job boards or other advertising methods, you need to be tracking what's returning, giving you an ROI because so many people are wasting so much money and even, you know, and and people talk about, you know, recruitment marketing as, as you know, James, you know, if you don't understand recruitment, you can't possibly be a good um, SEO optimizer or marketer for a recruitment agency because you just don't get the opportunities. You know, that there's potentially three silos. You know, you've got your your job seeker silo, your employer silo, and potentially you're trying to recruit internally as well. So you need to measure who's coming to what pages on your website and they finding you for what you want. So where are your applications coming from? Are they converting or are they bouncing off the site? Uh, and, and use that to sort of analyze, well, you know, is it worth spending money on this job board because everybody comes here and then they, they leave the site straight away and there's no applications coming through. Or this one that we're spending a lot of money on is actually, you know, we might only get 12 clicks, and but we get 12 applications a month and it's highly relevant. So I think it's just understanding your business and, and what's converting and where people are coming from um, is very important. And all the traditional Google Analytics are people bouncing off particular pages? What can you do to fix that? Um, yeah, Rick. Uh, look, yeah, t- totally agree with what you're saying. And on top of that, I guess it depends on what type of business you are and, and what you're looking for. So depending on the stage. So if you're a startup, you may not care so much about certain things. But so depending on what industry, what stage of your business are, you may what more clients versus candidates versus people working for you if you're in a growth phase. So I guess understanding the the stage your business is at and what, what matters to you is important as well because there's no use if you're getting, let's say, a 1,000 candidates and you don't have the staff to actually then place them. So it's a bit, a bit of, you know, juggling to figure out the most important parts for your business and then investing in, in those areas. Um, so yeah, I think um, the the best thing to do is to put a strategy in place to go. What, what do you actually want out of your digital strategy? Is it clients, candidates, or people working for you? And then focus on dissecting those opportunities and the channels that you can use, and then measure um, through Google Analytics and and other RI tools to see what's actually working and what's not because. For some people, YouTube might be better than LinkedIn. For other people, TikTok may be better than LinkedIn. So you really need to test all of those segments based on you know what you think uh, gets you your best return, and then measure it. Yeah. Uh, again, uh, some some kind of uh, some great advice. You've mentioned uh, SEO a couple of times. Um, uh, where do we sit with SEO on this day? How important is it? How much kind of relevance should we kind of put towards it? Is it the the, the dark art it used to be? 
Um, can we just kind of can, can we can we hack it? What are the kind of changes that Google is making that we can, you know, you know, make it more relevant to us? You know, what, what's the state of play with SEO and, and websites today? Nicole. Wow, there's a lot. Um, the fir- the first thing is, <laughs> yeah, if you want to be found for something and you don't have content on your website for that specific thing, you're never going to be found. I think SEO is very important. I don't know about you, but we get a lot of leads organically that are finding us because people that well, we know from a recruitment perspective, people are Googling for a job, just like they say, plumber in London, you know, to try to find someone to fix a broken pipe or whatever. Um, so if, if you're, and the, the biggest mistake that I see recruiters make, and they still, doesn't matter how big they are, they still make it. If you're an engineering recruiter and you just have a sector called engineering on your website, are you, go, are you an engineering company? Are you going to build me a structure? You know, there's silos that you need to create. The biggest, most important SEO, engineering jobs is what you do and engineering recruitment is what you do. And you need to break those down for the sectors that you want to be found. So that is really important. But it's about, as you know, it's about user experience. You want somebody to type that specific thing in, click it, come to land on that page and go, oh, my gosh. This is exactly what this company does. And there's the people, the recruiters who specialize in that. There's the jobs for that industry. There's a form I can fill in and it's all in one place and it converts, which Google loves seeing form submissions and things like that. SEO, still companies out there that websites aren't secure. Uh, You know, like if your website isn't secure, no one's going to want to send anyone there because they can have their data stolen. Um, The next one really important for SEO, the biggest, which is the heart of what recruiters do, is the jobs. If your jobs are sitting on a separate domain or they're an iframed in or they're not pulling through all the relevant data with jobs, schemas and all the things that, you know, are quite sophisticated behind the platform, you're missing an opportunity where each job should almost be like a little blog article being pushed out every single time it's posted to tell people that you're relevant for those sorts of jobs. Um, So that one's important. Uh, We are finding conversational language now is apparently something that Google's looking for. Uh, We recommend, and the trick I've, I've sort of given people when they're trying to write a blog or some content and just fill in the blanks or refresh some stuff is, you know, actually read what or, or speak what you want to put on your website into a Google Doc and it will voice type it for you. And you're going to get great natural language that you can then, you know, tweak and then put onto your website is a, is a really good one. Um, if a, uh, um, question, Q&As on the websites um, where we've got a lot of voice search going on at the moment. So ideally you want to make sure you get yourself onto the maps Um, so that when people are looking for a sales recruiter in London and that's what you do, you want, you know, one of the um, voice prompted Alexas or Siri's who are probably all going to pipe up now to um, actually read out that company's name. And then the other one, obviously, really important, Google My Business. If If you're not updating Google My Business, your listing, which is free, um, regularly and posting content content to that, just like you do every other social platform, you're missing huge opportunities there. 
because Google owns Google. So there are a few, there are a few of mine anyway. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I mean, um, some great tips. Stuff I didn't even know, to be honest. I didn't know the stuff around the kind of uh, that natural language. Um, uh, so that's that's some, that's some great tips. So a follow-on question from that, really, um, and then I, and then I will let you go. Is um, is again you mentioned job boards, so surely the the goal is if you've got your website doing doing what it's meant to be doing you've got your seo doing what, what it's meant to be doing you know how much rel- how much reliability should we putting on to sticking our stuff onto job boards because we really want to attract direct traffic so where do we what's the kind of situation there so do we do you know are, do we really want to as recruiters want our websites to be taking over that kind of branded traffic away from the kind of uh, job boards in time if we're doing it properly is that is that that's is that the goal ideally i mean i think there's always going to be a place for commercial job boards but i think it's finding which ones are actually working for you as a brand um ideally yeah you do increase the traffic that comes through to your website because that's your brand and at the end of the day if you ever want to sell or get someone to invest or whatever else that's your storefront, you know, that's, that's you. Um, so um, from a perspective of investment, you know, creating a campaign page and maybe doing some advertising, pay-per-click advertising that drives traffic back to a high converting landing page can be very beneficial for a brand and people should give that sort of thing a go because it can create good uses. But, yeah, all traffic should be driven back to your website Each recruiter should be sharing jobs onto their social media platforms from the job ad itself. So that click results in people coming back to that job on the website where hopefully then you can engage them with lots of other great things. Um, But yeah, look, I think it's a bit of a necessary evil. People have been trying to move away from paying for job boards that keep putting their prices up all the time. But if it works for you and it makes sense and the conversion rate makes sense, why not, you know, but yeah, your, your brand is the most important. Yeah, um, I couldn't agree more. Um, guys, it's been an absolute pleasure talking to you uh, this morning, your afternoon. Um, uh, hopefully we'll have you back in the future. But for now, I'm going to say thank you very much. If anybody wants to know any more about uh, Shazami or you guys, we'll include all your details in the show notes. Uh, but Nicole, Rick, thank you very much. Thank you. Have Thanks so day. much, James. Thanks for listening. And don't forget, you can subscribe to the Marketing Rules podcast on Apple, Spotify, and all other major podcasting platforms. I've been your host, James Whitelock, and I hope you can join me and more amazing guests next time. Marketing Rules Podcast is a Thinking Circles production.